Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. The dictionary. Uh, I haven't mentioned it probably in a bit, but if you wanted to record a little theme song for this show, this little show, I would enjoy that. You know, five or ten seconds is all I need. Just something short and sweet saying, this is the dictionary. It's a podcast where they think. Um, I have a, not a correction exactly, but um, in yesterday's episode, I said it was National Sorry Day that I guess originated, you know, it's it's in Australia, but the U.S. also celebrates it. I want to give a little bit more context because I think it's actually really important. Uh, I clicked on the link. It says it is uh, National Sorry Day reminds the colonist descended people of the nation to remember the mistreatment of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Uh, there's more, but I think you get the picture. The the Aboriginal people, the people who are indigenous to Australia, um, you know, this obviously is all over the world, but it's this one is specifically about Australia. Uh, they have not been treated well. This is not news to anybody, uh, but it was terrible, and they are still being mistreated, and I am sure that they're not getting the respect that they deserve. Um, I, I'm... I feel so bad that the white people, basically, you know, the people that I have essentially descended from have done this to people all over the world, and it sucks. So that's what National Sorry Day is. Sorry for doing this. I hope that it can be more than just saying sorry, Uh, but yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this before. I I was lucky enough to visit uh, Australia, Melbourne, Melbourne, they, as they say specifically, and there is a great little sort of park area. I think it's called the William Ricketts National Park or something like that. And um, it was actually a white guy who who made all this art that then got put into this these woods, this forest. Um, but it was all art of Aboriginal people uh, because he loved them so much. And it's just a really, really cool place if you ever get the chance to go over there. I think I probably mentioned this when I talked about the word aboriginal or something but uh it's it's very cool anyway let's talk about the words the first word is cheroot or cheroot c-h-e-r-o-o-t noun from circa 16 1679 a cigar cut square at both ends why would it be cut square does that mean that the cigar is shaped like a square or is it cut it's cut like I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's a cigar cut square at both ends. This is from the Tamil word kurutu, uh, which literally means roll, R-O-L-L. Now I want a a roll, like a, a bread roll of some kind. All right. Next we have cherry. It's cherry, red cherry. Noun from uh, the 14th century, 1A. Any of numerous trees and shrubs of the rose family, that be- I bet you didn't know a cherry was from the rose family, that bear pale yellow to deep red or blackish smooth-skinned droops, enclosing a smooth seed, and that includes some cultivated for their fruits or ornamental flowers. Compare to the synonyms sour cherry and sweet cherry. The genus name, by the way, is prunus. Next is 1B, the fruit of a cherry. 1C, the reddish-brown wood of a cherry, especially the number two definition for black cherry. 
when I growing up, uh, my parents had a friend who had a cherry tree in their backyard. And so I just remember uh, picking cherries from it and then she would make cherry pie. And that's probably why I love cherry pie so much. Uh, let's see. I mean, all pies are great, but anyway, uh, number two, a variable color averaging a moderate red. 3A, the synonym is hymen, and 3B, the synonym is virginity. Uh, that is, um, I, I, I would guess that would be sort of slang. It doesn't say slang, but I think that would be considered slang. Um, yeah, sometimes people call it that. Uh, cherry-like is an adjective. This is from Middle English cherry with one R from Anglo-French cherries, uh, spelled a couple ways. Uh, let's see, from the Latin carasus, uh, which means cherry tree, from Greek kerasos. That probably also means cherry tree. Next is cherry bomb. Two words, noun from 1953. A powerful globular red firecracker. I never, uh, I never used one of these. I was a good kid. I didn't make cherry bombs or do that whole thing. But I guess some people did. Now there's a song. Is it cherry bomb? Cherry bomb. I can't remember if it's cherry bomb or cherry something else. But you know what I'm talking about. Next is cherry pick. Two words with a hyphen. This is a verb from 1965 starting with intransitive. To select the best or most desirable. Transitive says to select as being the best or most desirable. Also to select the best or most desirable from. As in cherry picked the art collection. Only the best. Cherry picker is next. Two words, noun from circa 1944. One, a traveling crane equipped for holding a passenger at the end of the boom. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a crane. Then there's a basket for a person. It would be great to just sit in there and just go down the highway or go down the road just traveling, traveling cross country in my cherry picker. I think I got a sneeze. <coughs> yes, I did. Um, and then number two for cherry picker, one who cherry picks. Next is cherry stone, one word, noun from 1872. It is a small quahog, Q-U-A-H-O-G. Uh, is that, that's the name of the town, I think, in Family Guy. Are those also the names of like uh, clams or mussels or something? And then do they call them cherry stones? Why would they do that? Next is cherry tomato, two words, noun from 1847. A small globose red or orange tomato born in a long, dense clusters. Born in long, dense clusters. Also, a tropical American plant bearing cherry tomatoes. The scientific name is Lycopersicon esculentum carasiforme. There are three words. I'm not going to say them again. Next is cherry wood, all one word, noun from 1821. The synonym is the 1C definition for the word cherry. Uh, that is just going to be the wood, right? Yep, reddish brown wood. Next is, uh, you could say chert or chart or chat. It is spelled C-H-E-R-T, noun from 1679, a rock resembling flint and consisting essentially of a large amount of fibrous chalcedony, 
with smaller amounts of cryptocrystalline quartz and amorphous silica. And cherti or chati is an adjective. Uh, the the episode that aired today, uh, April 25th, had the word chalcedony in it. So I know it's a quartz. The origin of this word, by the way, is unknown. Next is cherub, C-H-E-R-U-B, noun from the 13th century. One is plural, an order of angels. And then it says to see the celestial hierarchy. Number two is also plural. Uh, So 2A, a beautiful, usually winged child in painting and sculpture. Beautiful might be a subjective word. They're very cute, I guess. Uh, Let's see, 2B, an innocent-looking, usually chubby and rosy person. Cherubic is an adjective, and cherubically is an adverb, and cherub-like is an adjective. Where does this come from? It's Latin from Greek cherub, uh, from the Hebrew kerub, K-E-R-U-B-H. So cherub comes from the Hebrew word. Next is cherval. Cherval? Cher, something like that. C-H-E-R-V-I-L. Just like it sounds. Noun from the, uh, before the 12th century. An aromatic herb of the carrot family with divided leaves that are often used in soups and salads. Also, any of several related plants. And the scientific name is Anthriscus carifolium. The etymology says this is from Old English carefil, from Latin carifolium, modified of the Greek carifylon, from cherine, which means to rejoice, plus phylon, which means leaf. So rejoicing, the leaves, there's more at the words yearn and blade. Uh, Yeah, okay, interesting. Next, we have Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Three words, Chesapeake Bay have capital letters at the beginning and then retriever, so it must be a dog. Noun from 1891, any of a breed of powerful brown sporting dogs, Developed in Maryland and having a dense, oily, water-shedding coat. Next is... Yeah, I'll probably post a picture of a Chesapeake Bay Retriever because we love to see pictures of dogs. Similarly, we have Cheshire Cat, although I don't think these are real, are they? Two words with a capital C at the for Cheshire. Noun from 1866, a broadly grinning cat in Lewis Carroll's Alice's, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. And this is from Cheshire, England. So is there actually a cat named the Cheshire Cat? Or did he just say this cat is from Cheshire because maybe he had, a, he had a connection to Cheshire, England? I don't know what the story is. But, you know, the cat looks cool. What I think is funny, I don't know how funny it is. But up until a certain year, like in the early 2000s-ish, uh, I don't know, maybe 2005, whatever it was, when we would think of the word Cheshire Cat, we would probably think of Disney's version of that cat from their Alice in Wonderland. And then when Tim Burton came out with his, anytime anybody thought of Cheshire Cat, they thought of Tim Burton's version. So I've seen people get tattoos of Tim Burton's version because that's the one that they grew up with. But, you know, for me and other people, we grew up with the other one. So I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting that... I don't know, the, the, the Tim Burton one looks sort of funny to me, only because I'm not used to it. I'm, I'm used to the other one. Is it funny? No, it's not at all. 
Okay, last word is Cheshire cheese. Cheshire cheese. Uh, Cheshire with a capital C. C H E S H I R E and cheese. Noun from 1597. A cheese similar to cheddar made chiefly in Cheshire, England. Lots of ch sounds. Cheese, cheese chiefly Cheshire. Uh, what 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 does this cheese taste like? They say it's similar to cheddar, so that gives you a good idea. Uh, but now I just want to see a Cheshire cat made out of Cheshire cheese. It's probably happened. Maybe I should find it. Okay, those were the words. We had cheroot, cherry, cherry bomb, cherry pick, cherry picker, cherry stone, cherry tomato, cherry wood, chert, cherub, Cherville, Chesapeake Bay Retriever, Cheshire Cat, and Cheshire Cheese. Huh, which one do I like? Um, you know, none of them really jumped out at me all that much. Um, but I think I, w- I shall pick Cheshire Cat as the word of the episode because, I don't know, I, I did I did like that character. I, the character is a lot of fun. It just It's very playful and riddly and, you know... I don't know. I haven't seen the the movie or read the book in a long, long time. But um, yeah, I do. I do enjoy that character a lot. Cheshire Cat, Cheshire Cat, Cheshire Cat. It's got a big grinny grin on its face. Okay, uh, so we did that. Let's let's uh, read the holidays. In Nigeria, it is Children's Day. In Bolivia, it is Mother's Day. In, what are we? We're on uh, May 27th, yes. Nicaragua has Armed Forces Day. Uh, uh, Japan has Navy Day. Guadalupe and St. Bartholomew and St. Martin, it's Slavery Abolition Day. I'm not sure what those are. Guadalupe, they sound like people. Uh, And then Australia starts, it's the start of National Reconciliation Week, which I assume is related to National Sorry Day. And our fun holidays for... There's nothing, no fun holidays on May 27th? What? This is a catastrophe. Why? Why, why, why? There must be something on a different website. But, you know, uh, let's let's call it National Cheshire Cat Day. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.